0: Sunday morning open Uh, simply for the fact all across the United States don't make no difference what denomination or faith that you are Sunday morning attendance is the best attendance that you'll find I mean we go into a lot of churches and uh, some folks you know that's the only time that uh, they really even make their way to the house of God so it's important uh, on these Sunday mornings and I can see why pastors do most of the preaching on Sunday morning is because sometimes uh, it's very important that you really do get the message right, and uh, the Lord dealt with me back last year on getting it right, make sure you get it right, and I've done had several confirmations this morning throughout this service, Uh, I do believe we found the mind of the Lord and what God has got for today, and uh, I don't know what tonight holds I'm a little different than probably some ministers. Uh, I don't already have my messages planned out when I come. I just try to pray and seek the Lord. Now, I will uh, for the first service, just like before we even left Kentucky, I was seeking the Lord about the message for this morning. And uh, I felt he spoke to my heart, but I have no idea what he's got in store for tonight. We'll probably shift gears and preach to the church tonight, but I really don't know. I'll just have to get alone after a while and seek his face and I know he always knows. I mean the needs that are among us. So uh, I tell you just look at every just everybody look around, smile real big at one another. I know y'all are already acquainted, but uh, that side look at this side and that side look at you in the middle look at both sides. Uh-huh. And uh, smile real big and say we're in the right place today. Amen. Bible said, "We're two or three gathered in His name." Jesus said, "There I am in the midst also." So Jesus is in the house. If you got your Bibles this morning, the Book of Saint John's Gospel, of the Book of Saint John, chapter six, and we'll share with you a few minutes time this morning. Uh, if I go with this clock up here, apparently I don't know if it's been set back or not or set forward. It ain't. It ain't. So we got two hours here. Amen. <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, Saint John's Gospel, chapter six. We'll share with you uh, what the Lord's laid on our heart this morning. Got just a little simple illustration that we'll we'll sometimes we use. We don't always use illustrations, but sometimes we do. I do appreciate being here. I do appreciate your pastor and his wife. Uh, I felt a kindred spirit. We've talked several different times over the phone. He's always been so. I appreciate our accommodations, appreciate your offerings, but uh, I just—I know no man other than by the Spirit, but I like that Spirit that I feel when I, I come in contact with Him, and uh, I, I do know that y'all love you, Pastor. I'm sure you do, and if you don't, God's going to get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. All right. Uh, St. John's Gospel, Chapter 6, I ask that you read along with us simply for the fact sometimes in, in my age, my wife done told me, she said, it's time for you to bring out them reading specs, but I ain't found none that really that meets my eyes, but I do ask you to read along with us because sometimes I will miss a word. I might even miss a sentence. I don't do it deliberately, but that way if you read along with us, you'll know where we're at. All right, let's begin reading. In verse 1, chapter 6, St. John's Gospel, And after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company, Come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred pennies worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them... May take a little. And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, in number about five thousand, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to his disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise the fishes as much as they would. When they had filled, when they were filled, he saith unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that it had eaten. I'm going to take my thought from verse 12 this morning. The Bible said, and when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that, Gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. I want to preach for a few minutes time this morning and I merely just would like to title this message on bring me the pieces. Bring me the pieces. I want us to all stand and let's all go to the Lord in prayer and I'd ask that you would ask the Lord this. Say, Lord, I want you to speak to me today. Through your word, you speak to me in my condition and what you would have for me to hear. Would you do that? Let's all pray together. Father, I thank you for each and every one that came this way this morning. Thank you for this wonderful flock which you've made us overseer today. Lord, now we know without you we are nothing. Oh, but Lord, we need you to overshadow us. Lord, you let the preacher come this morning. Let us speak only the words that is needed to be said here today. Let your word go forth. God, I know there's liberty already in the house. I'm asking you now, let this fall upon good ground, and we'll not fail but to give you the praises, the glories, the honors in Jesus' name, and let the church say amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand clap offering this morning. We find in this passage of scripture very familiar scripture this is one of the miracles that everybody knows of that that Jesus took the five loaves and the two fishes and, and he fed 5,000. And, and I've said a lot of times, even in preaching this message in another way, i said he can take a happy meal and satisfy people today. It don't take much. There's no need that anyone would be sent away. There's no need for anyone to lack any need to, because Jesus already has the answer that you and I are looking for. The Bible teaches us today that in Colossians 3 and 3, the Bible said ye are dead and your life is hid in Christ with God. It also tells us how that we are complete in him which is the head of all principalities and power. So I want everyone to know the Lord's main goal for our life is that he wants us to be made whole and whole. And he wants us to be made complete. I mean, when he speaks to his disciples here, I'm not no scholar. I'll be honest with you. Some folks said they picked up 12 baskets because that was for the 12 disciples, some said it's for the 12 tribes. I can't really tell you what it's for. But I can tell you, Jesus said, I want you to gather up the fragments. I want you to gather every piece that nothing be lost. So this brings me to what my thought even is today is how that the Lord wants us to bring every piece unto him. You find the parable that the Lord spoke in Luke's gospel of the woman that had 10 pieces of silver But when she lost one piece of silver, she searched that house diligently until she found that one lost piece. Can I tell you, God is mindful of each and every one of us today. And every one of us means something unto the Lord. If we'll look this morning, I got a little simple little illustration. You know, life itself, uh, life itself it's just like a simple puzzle that's merely just thrown out of a box. And, 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 and life from the time of adolescence to the time of young adulthood to the time of adulthood to a time of seniors to a time of old age our life consists of a lot of pieces. I mean, down through the years, I mean, we can find that life itself, what what makes us complete, is really when we're willing to bring God every piece of our life. He can only work with what you and I are willing to bring Him. Now, God's already seen us at our worst. He knows all our ins and outs. He knows all of our shortcomings. He knows everything we've been through. And he even knows what we're going to go through. How many say amen? Listen to me now. But we can only find if God is going to complete us and make us whole, we have to bring him every piece unto him. Why did he tell the disciples, I want you to gather up the fragments that nothing be lost. I mean, we've got to realize that all of us, even being a child of God, doesn't mean there will never be a hardship or a trial come your way. The Bible teaches us in Matthew 10 and 16, he said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves." Now those wolves they like to tear their prey in pieces. You realize that? Well, we're living in a days time where marriages has been torn apart where families has been torn apart, where churches has been torn apart, and all we're left with uh, is merely scattered pieces. Uh, I want you to know no matter who you are, your life at some point can become scattered in a million pieces. In other words, let you get the phone call that you got stage four cancer and watch all of a sudden Your life has just diminished in many a pieces. Your pastor and his wife shared with me yesterday that they had lost a child in the accident. I think you said 17. She was 17. Uh, You let you get that phone call that your child has just been lost their life in an accident and all of a sudden uh, your life is shattered uh, in a million pieces. I want you to realize uh, that it's the fragments that's in our lives that are overlooked, that's left behind, but they needed to be gathered up so God can make us complete. I mean, in this puzzle... I mean, I preach and pastored a church several years, and even in pastoring churches, I've seen one set in the very house of the Lord, and they're depressed, they're lonely, they're oppressed, and some are even calloused, and some are even hardened. I think this is because they have failed to bring Him every piece in their life. I'm going to use this, my assistant here, she can help me. Uh, and uh, use this thing right here. Just go ahead and bring me a piece there, honey. And you know, she told you how that when she was 19 years old, never know nothing about God, wasn't raised in church, but she found herself looking under a Kansas sky, and said, God, I don't know nothing about you. I don't even know how to find you. But, Lord, you're just gonna have to find me. And from that moment's time, he did put a plan of action in her life. She likes to tell that story, how, you know, we meet Plum on the other side of the world. I mean, well, that sounds good on her part, but for me, it's like I can't even find a woman in the United States. Uh-huh. And she leaves out the part where there was a good-looking red-headed G.I. Yeah, she leaves out all that part. But what I, what I wanted to show you, though, I mean, the Lord, see, he's mindful of us. I mean, God is always, who art thou that thou art mindful of man? Can I tell you, God is concerned where you are, your present condition, and every piece that'll make you complete again. God is concerned. And it's amazing how that God can take two people put them on the other side of the world, put their lives together again. I want you to know, I can't tell you why bad things happen to God's people, but I can tell you they do. But I can tell you, Romans 8 and 28, all things work together to the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. I can't tell you why that many of us suffer affliction and diseases, but I can tell you, David said 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth out of all of them. I mean, now let's look at our lives for a few minutes' time. Many of us that are here today, we've known the full attack of the enemy. We've experienced things in our lives that tore our lives and scattered them in a million pieces. And I'm going to travel down an ugly road for a few minutes' time and I don't mean to hit your sore spot. I don't mean to Get in the area that you don't no longer like to. You know, sometimes sometimes we have experienced things in our life that we want to just pretend they no longer exist. In other words, because that's a sore spot. That's a place in our life. I mean, some of us is going through things, and right now even in this church, There's ones, younger ones, uh, that's experiencing things uh, that you don't even know how to go to the pastor and begin to tell him uh, even the things that you're going through. I I mean, we find that there's broken homes and and there's children that come up and I don't know what it's like uh, to be raised by an alcoholic. I've been an alcoholic, but I don't know what it was like to be raised by one. I don't know what it's like to be raised by a mother or a father that was a drug addict. I've been a drug addict, but I don't know what it's like to have been raised by one. I don't know what it's like to have come from an abusive home where my mom or my daddy, all they ever done was beat me and put me in a closet and, and make me feel like nobody loves me, nobody cared. I don't know what it's like to be driven from foster home to foster home, but I'm telling you, those are pieces that's in our life that will bring him the pieces. He'll make us whole again. Yeah. Bring me peace, honey. We're dealing with things in our lives. I mean, we're even 2020. Man, Lord, this this world has gone mad. So cruel, and uh, man, when I was a kid coming up, it was uh, nothing like it is today, and what children are struggling with, you know, that uh, the transgender crisis. It's sad, it's even more sad when families get on board and says, I'm not even going to put on the birth certificate until they're four years old and let them decide, Lord, help us, help us. But children coming up in this hour's time are dealing with issues that you and I, a lot of us, has never even faced. And I mean, their lives is torn in a million pieces. And they need something to save them. They're looking for a means of escape. I've got the escape. I ain't talking about a 12-step program. I'm talking about one step. Bring them pieces to Jesus and let him heal. There's ones that are dealing with issues. I've got a, there's a lady that even comes to my home church. Bring me another piece, honey. And Pastor Rick, she never has a countenance on her face of joy, never see her smile, I shake her hand, make her welcome, but she's always got this frown, and uh, if you speak to her, she's all the time, it's always something negative, you can tell she's not a happy person. I'm a firm believer that there's something transpired over the course of her life. Whether she came from abusive home, uh, whether that it was a husband that cheated on her and left her broken hearted—I don't know. But I do know there's something there that she has no joy. And something has made her become calloused and even hardened that even when you try to reach out to her, she's got it closed off. You know what that is? Uh, There's a lot of things uh, that we want to just pretend uh, don't no longer exist. uh, But those are the fragments uh, that Jesus needs you to bring unto him so he can make you complete and whole. The Bible said, confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that ye might be healed. The effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. But you see, there's areas in our lives that you say, now, preacher, I don't need you to go there. I don't need you to remind me of that. And I know the scripture tells us forgetting those things that are behind. But you see, friend, some of those things are just part of our life. They actually make you who you really are. I say it so much like this. If you was raised In a drunkard's home, there's a tendency, if you're not careful, you would become the very thing you despised. If you was raised in an abusive home, there's a good chance, if you don't break that mold, that you'll come along and be abusive even unto your children. Do you realize that? We all are products, even of a raisin, but we can break the mold. We can. If we break those pieces, under Christ. He told them disciples, I want you to gather up all the fragments, that nothing be lost. I'm here today to tell abundant life that God said if you'll bring me the fragments, I'll make you whole again. You know, I gotta bring me peace, honey. I've got a I've got a son. And i got two children, a son and a daughter. I love my children just like most of y'all love your children. Uh, my dad was a holiness preacher, raised from a good home, raised and taught the ways of God. I, I mean, I'm thankful for my raising. But my dad, my dad was a, probably I never did... Uh, he never shared much of his sinful life with me. I mean, I always knew him as a man of God from the time I was born. But no doubt, my dad, uh, mom, and dad—they probably weren't affectionate people. Uh, I mean, my dad, my dad. See, I, I come from a home where we're, we're very affectionate. We we love on each other, hug on each other, tell each other how much we love each other kiss on each other. And my dad never liked that. I mean, he never said, don't do it, son. But I could I could feel him even pull back. You know, so no doubt, his family wasn't that affectionate. But my dad gave me a good raising, But my dad was a, he was short-tempered when it come to teaching you something. And if, if we'd be out on the farm and, And we're fencing, and I'm trying to just grow up and learn to help him because I couldn't do it the way that he done it or as fast as he done it. He just pushed me out of the way and said, Just get out of the way, you numbskull. And some of y'all thought, My brother, he was the brains. (laughs) He called him the brains, and I was the numbskull. But my dad still loved me. But you know, I found out later on in life that when I had a son, when he come up later on in life, I found myself doing the same thing that my dad done. I was short on patience and rather than let him learn and let him do it, I'd do the same thing. Push him aside. Move out of the way, numbskull. Can't send a boy to do a man's job. And that that's happens to a lot of us. But see, it's fragments and things that really maybe to someone else don't mean much. But to us, it means everything. You can find in Amos, the book of Amos chapter 3, if you can, flip there with your Bibles real quick. Amos chapter 3, Why'd y'all turn in them pages? Bring me another piece, baby. See, I don't know everything. I don't know nothing about none of you here. First time I've even seen your faces. So I don't know nothing about where you've been, what you've been through. The only way I even found out that uh, your pastor and his wife just shared a little bit of that with us last night, how they lost that daughter. But the rest of you, I totally know nothing about. But I am serving one who knows your ins and your outs, your comings and your goings. Everything that you have experienced through the course of your life. And even though sometimes when we come to know the Lord and we come, we repent of our sins, sometimes there's a piece or two that we would really, we even have trouble sometimes of really bringing that all to the Lord and see the only way for God to really make you whole is you have to bring him all the pieces come here hon me and this little gal right here I mean when we met overseas in Turkey how would she have known did you tell him that uh, the word Bonnie had witnessed to you Yeah. Well, uh, she had this lady that witnessed to her out in Kansas. And uh, as she witnessed to her, she said, whatever you do, Judy, she said, when you come to know Jesus, I mean, you need to make sure that you get in the right faith. And I'm not saying one faith is greater than another. I know God's got good people of all faiths but the very thing that she told her of, God placed her in my life, and by placing her in my life, she also got some of my mom and dad's teaching. And we marry, and we have two children, and we got four granddaughters, and everything is just, Lovely, we've been together 39 years. But I'm going to be honest with you. It ain't always been a bed of roses, those 39 years. There come a time when the enemy tried to totally destroy our marriage, separate our home, separate us from the church. Pieces that we don't even like to even go back and even think of them days. But yet they happen. But you know the only way that God was able to restore our marriage and our love and our children and our church was when we was willing to bring him all the pieces. Everything that almost destroyed us. Bring me that last piece, baby. And I'm going to read Amos chapter 3, verse 12. Read along with us. This is how important that pieces means to the Lord. This is not Joe Shelton's sayings, but this is the Lord himself. Amos 3 and 12. Thus saith the Lord, as the shepherd taketh out of the mouth of the lion two legs, Or a piece of an ear, so shall the children of Israel be taken and that dwell in Samaria in the corner of the bed and in Damascus in the couch. But what I I want you to notice is how that the shepherd would take out of the mouth of the lion, if it's two legs, I'll take two legs. If it's a piece of an ear, I'll take the piece of the ear. This is why that God is saying to us, gather all the fragments. Bring me all the pieces that nothing be lost. I'm going to ask my brother to get my song ready. And if you notice, as she put this puzzle together, I don't know if you in the back can read it or not, and some over that side, just hold it up, honey. Turn around hold it up. If you can hold it still, still keep it together. When you bring, there you go, hold it up high. When you bring all the pieces, there's only one person who can put your life back together again, and his name is Jesus. He came to seek and save that which was lost. Every piece. Of your life that you went through, even battles, even storms, things that you can't tell your pastor. And if you would, brother, start that tape, boy, man. I'd like for you to stand to your feet. Give me a little more volume, brother. Now this is the most crucial time of this service. i like every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around, please. And I want you to just think everything that God has brought you through all them dark days. Those times when you didn't know where to go, who to turn to. The time when you got the phone call and your life was shattered in a million pieces. There's once right now that's even in the house of God you see, we got struggles. A lot of us do. Things that we still haven't got a hold of yet. Sometimes, even forgiveness in the heart, we can say we've forgiven, but we can't forget. See, it's those pieces, it's those fragments that the Lord needs. The only missing piece now. It's you, my friend. (laughs) You're what God has sent us down here for today. To tell me. To tell you. Tell them, son. Bring me those fragments. Bring me those pieces. I'm opening up this altar. And I'm asking you. God's done spoke to something's heart here. I see those tears and those tears are language that God understands. So I'm asking you, will you make your way out of those seats and let's come to this altar. Let's bring him to pieces in our lives. And even if you don't have no fragments, will you come? Will you come and help me pray on these altars? That God will make a way for those that are in need. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Come on. Come on. Break him to pieces. I promise you, if you break him to pieces this morning, he said, I shall in no wise cast you out. I'll take every piece of your life. Everything the enemy has stolen, I'll restore unto you. But you gotta bring him the pieces. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, I feel him in here. I feel his spirit in here. He said, my spirit will not always strive with man. Friend, if you're here and you don't know Jesus in the free part of sin, friend, I'll tell you, your knife will never be complete until you give it all unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. While you're on these altars, while you're on these altars, I want you to do a soul service. Those things that has hurt you the most, that's what you've got to do is lay that before the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just play that again, brother. Just let it play again. Hallelujah. Just talk to the Lord. Lay it all out. Thank you, Lamb of God. Naked Lamb of God. Oh, Father.